0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusanowski and Drew Ramenda. Morning skate action at SAP Center at San Jose. Boston Bruins on the ice currently. This is their only Bay Area appearance and the tank will be rocking tonight as the Sharks face off against one of the best teams in the entire NHL. Drew, the Bruins were in San Jose uh, eating our food and uh, watching our movies and obviously watching the hockey game on TV or hopefully listening to it on the Sharks Audio Network. But uh, what they were watching was a kind of a meltdown that, that, in my opinion, should never happen in the NHL with the San Jose Sharks for everything they've been taught. And this is not a coaching issue at all. This is completely on the players. What did you see in the game? Because the Sharks had a 2-0 lead in Anaheim against a team that they're ahead of in the standings. That's a lead that should not evaporate.
1: Well, let's go back to what we talked about on yesterday's morning skate. I seem to remember that. Yeah, you too. You brought it up, and I completely agreed with you. And what was your first key last night? Puck management. Right. And so the Sharks are in control of that game. They're up 2 nothing. They're looking good. And then there's a giveaway. And that ends up in the net. But you know what? It's okay. Things settled back down. Sharks regained another two-goal lead. And then what was happening? Another giveaway. Then unlucky goal. Great effort by Yes, Sometimes those bounces go crazy. Then they get to overtime and another giveaway. And what was worse about that giveaway was the lack of effort or intensity or desire or want to try to remedy that turnover with... Getting back to the right spot to the right guy, and what I'm talking about, Tomas Hertl. Tomas Hertl gets taken; his puck gets taken a lot from him along the boards. I didn't think he battled worth anything on that play. Then, as the play goes back towards the Sharks' net, he takes three strides, and it's not like hard three strides. Three strides glide, and he still doesn't get to the right spot when Klingberg comes in and he's the man for the run. It was just a lack of situational awareness, a lack of want, a lack of desire, and I I don't know why. It, It was frustrating to watch and listen to on the Sharks Audio Network.
0: I want to talk about something else. It seems like the NHL has a new standard for offside. Because the Sharks coaching staff and, you know, Nick Gialdini inside that video room making the call to challenge that for offside. and they didn't call it a challenge. They just said the play was being reviewed. Yeah. It turned into that, though. And obviously the Sharks were pretty clear that they felt that uh, the Ducks were offside, Adam Henrique, ahead of the play. However, we've got this new standard, it seems, where if you push the puck into the offensive zone and then you don't touch it, They're ruling you don't have possession, so that allows that extra split second for Henrique to come back and tag up. Now, under those standards, I could understand why they called it the way they called it. Mm -hmm. Apparently on national TV last night, Dave Jackson, former NHL referee, was basically elucidating that point. However, I'm not so sure I agreed that that's the way it should be.
1: Dave Jackson originally said it was offside. Oh, he did? Yeah, originally.
0: By the way, folks, the reason why I don't know that is because I'm broadcasting the game. I don't know what he said.
1: So I had both of you guys on. Um, Dave Jackson originally said it was offside. Then, when the challenge came back and they watched it and watched it and watched, it, and as they're watching, it, I went, "Oh, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be called a good
0: goal." The longer it takes the for them to, to decide, the worse it sounds.
1: Exactly. And then Dave Jackson came back after the break, and then he went, oh, "Okay, this is why they called it that. I agree with you. That is, if that's the standard, they're right. Technically, they're right. If you push the puck into the zone, the guy can tag up. My issue was." My issue was, I didn't think Henrique had tagged up. I didn't think he had got back, I didn't even think his foot broke the plane to, in order to tag up.
0: Well, I thought it was on the line. Yeah, I didn't think it was. So what, I thought it was on the line, but the yeah. question, it was really close. It was really close. But the goal, but on
1: but on the ice it stood, like on the ice it was called a goal. There was no offside. The offside was challenged, so there had to be indisputable evidence on that and they didn't have a great camera angle on it. so. I look at it, Danny, that technically they're right, okay, but if that's the case, then that's the case from here on in. It would be nice to know, and this is what I, what I love about the National Football League, is that we get told, our broadcasters get told before the, the, the league starts that this is the new standard on things. The NHL needs to do a better job informing us so we can inform the fans.
0: Sometimes, though, the standards do change during the course of a year, and that does happen occasionally because of incidents that occur. And it's only in good intentions because they want to make the adjustment because the situation that they had not anticipated comes up. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't mind them, them taking doing this on an offside. I want to see more offense. I want to see more attacks. It always sucks when it goes against you, but I don't mind with their, if they're going to be a little bit more liberal with the offsides. Um, the, the, when the offside review came in, it was over one of the most egregious missed calls in the history of mankind, and it would never be missed again, ever, ever, ever. And which one are you referring I'm to? I'm talking about Duchesne in, in, in Nashville against uh, against Washington, Nashville and Washington.
0: Oh, I thought you were referring to Landeskog in the offensive zone against San Jose in Game Seven, but that yeah, was I more. Mean, he was offside. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was offside. No, no, this that was the the one that kept spurred it. Was, uh, was Duchesne. He was nine feet offside, and, the, and for some reason the linesman missed it and he scored, and that's what kind of spurred it. But then it became, always oh, his foot off the ice? Oh, he's, no, is it in the air? I think his toe's in the air. Well, I'm not sure, and that it became ridiculous. So I, I like the fact that they've liberalized it a little bit and let it become more of a hockey play and, and having situations where they're a little bit more nuanced in their call, so I don't mind that but it's just always bad when it goes against you.
0: Would you like a prediction for what's going to happen the rest of the year? Sure. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be game six of the Stanley Cup (laughs) Final and the identical situation is going to come up and after 15 minutes of review, they're going to go the other way and say he was offside and there was no goal and then there will be a controversy, and it won't be the Buffalo Sabers this time, but it'll be maybe the New Jersey Devils.
1: I was just going to say, has that ever happened before? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's that's the one thing. Let's be let's be consistent. I mean, the one thing that is always you always knew was going to happen, and I'll credit Colin Campbell with this. When all this review stuff started coming coming in, the report was that Colin Campbell said to the the th- at that time 30 general managers in the room, "Be careful what you wish for." Because you're going to get it, and you're not going to like a lot of the things that happen from it. So he was right. He was absolutely 100 percent right. Yeah, because we know that coach. First thing that happened was coaches absolutely did did everything that they were they were ridiculous in every challenge they got, every challenge opportunity. They challenged everything. Nobody more than Peter DeBoer when he was coaching the San Jose Sharks. The lawyer, he was like, yeah, let's go for it, because there was no penalty. Now. So he just challenged everything. Sometimes you can use it as a timeout. Sometimes you get lucky.
0: Which is why they put the penalty.
1: Exactly, in.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you could could call it the DeBoer rule. The,
1: the, I think it's the DeBoer rule because he, he was the most he abused it more than anybody.
0: I wonder if John Cooper, the other lawyer, did the same thing.
1: I don't know. I never because I just you know I used to always be watching the Sharks games. But overall, though, when you look at what's going on with the National Hockey League, I don't mind um, when they go to review and. They make the call. What I mind is I think it should be a certain amount of time. You got you got two minutes if you're a referee to make this call. And it and you can't slow it down frame by frame by frame by frame. You watch it and you see it and it's it's the we're gonna call it in real time. My problem is is that you're trying to perfect an imperfect situation. And I think overall but you, and say okay boomer all you want but I think overall part of sports is the human element of the game and the human element of the game from the player to the coach to the referees I think no matter what you do you're going to have controversy so it's either controversy of the video kind or controversy of the human kind I would take the controversy of the human kind because if not you're going to get robot umpires in baseball
0: And you don't want robot referees in (laughs) hockey. You can't have that. I'll I'll tell you what uh – all of this discussion about the call and about what's right and what's wrong comes from the fact that the NHL wants to get it right. That's why they take a long time to do it, and that's the counter argument to giving them a certain amount of time. They just want to get the call right, and that's the, the ultimate goal. You want to get it right. Right now, the Sharks just want to get it right on the ice, and they're facing off against the Bruins team. It is has no Jake DeBrusque out for a month, but they are clearly one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. It's always going to be a fascinating game at the Shark Tank, and you know there's going to be some drama. That's it for our morning skate for today. See you on the air tonight at 7 o'clock. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.